I realized with Black Friday, it's one of those things where you either hate it or you love it. My P2, for example, hates Black Friday. All of the looking for deals and online shopping stresses her out. But for me, I love Black Friday. Black Friday is sort of like the essence of churning in my mind, where it's really like a game where you're trying to find the most optimal way to get things. Welcome to episode 37 of The Daily Churn. Today is going to be a recap of all the things that I churned in November. And November turned into a pretty busy month, partly because of churning a bunch of things, but also because of Black Friday. And Black Friday tends to be a particularly busy slash exciting time of year for myself and my P2 because we tend to just hold off on buying a bunch of things that we want during the year until the sales and discounts happen during Black Friday. And this year was no different. It definitely delivered. There were just a ton of great deals, many of which are still active because I guess now they just call this entire week Cyber Week. And I think the sales and the discounts and the cashback things will just continue all the way till after Christmas. But if you're already totally burnt out from Black Friday, which is understandable, I'm definitely kind of feeling that right now. No worries, because the way I'm going to split this episode is the first half will be more focused on the churning side of things like the banks and the credit cards, etc. And the second half will be more focused on all of the various Black Friday deals. Definitely feel free to use the timestamps in the show notes to skip around to the parts you want to listen to. But yeah, it should be a pretty jam packed episode. Before we get into it, just a reminder that everything we covered today in the recap can be found on the live churn tracker at thedailychurnpodcast.com. I post everything that I'm churning as I'm churning them into that live tracker. So oftentimes when things are more time sensitive and they expire, that's a good way to see them sooner without having to wait for one of these monthly recaps. I also share notes and data points, and you can also ask questions about any of the things that I'm currently churning. So if you haven't checked it out yet, definitely head over to the tracker. But for now, let's get back to the recap. It was a really good month for banks, actually, in November. So Huntington posted the $750 business checking bonus. And I did that a while ago. I did it for P2 and then I did it for myself. And that $750 finally posted. And I believe that deal is still alive. Like it's still active. You can apply for it. And the nice part is you can do it all online. And the requirements are just $20,000 of cumulative deposits within 60 days. And what cumulative means is that you don't actually have to deposit $20,000 in one go. You can deposit $5,000 four times or $1,000 20 times and withdraw the money each time. So you don't actually need to have $20,000 on hand. You also don't even need to keep the $20,000 in the account. So what we did just for ease was we transferred $20,000 in from Ally and then withdrew that $20,000 a day later. So I did that a few months ago, waited I think about 90 or 100 days and the bonus posted. The only downside with this account is that it does charge a $30 monthly fee if you're trying to go for the $750 bonus, but they don't charge you the fee for the first two months. So you only really end up paying for the third, maybe the fourth month of fees, after which you can call in to downgrade the account to a free business checking account because you don't want to close the account too early. I think you have to keep the account open for six months if you don't want them to claw back the bonus. 
So just downgrade to a free account once the bonus posts and keep it open for those six months and then you can close the account. And for Huntington, you do want to close the account because it's one of those accounts that's actually very churnable. I know there's people on DOC that religiously churn Huntington once every year because that's the cooldown period between bonuses. But yeah, overall, super easy bonus if you have a business that you can use to apply for the account. Next up, Still Huntington. They had a new offer for $600 for opening a personal checking account. And I believe this offer is still alive as well. It's a pretty good offer. The only downside is we had to go in branch to finalize opening the account. And that was for both myself and P2. And so the offer is that you have to deposit $25,000. But again, it's cumulative deposits. So you could deposit $5,000, withdraw $5,000, deposit $5,000, withdraw $5,000, and do that five times, and you'd meet the requirements. Similarly, like the business accounts, it has a pretty high monthly fee. I believe it's $25 per month. If you're opening the, I think the Platinum Perks account, which is the one that gets you that $600 bonus. But just like the business account, it shouldn't charge you a fee for the first couple months. And then the third month, you might get hit with that fee, pay the fee. Then once the bonus posts, call in to downgrade the account to a free checking account and keep that account open for a while and then close it so that you can churn it again next year. So really kind of a, a no-brainer of a bonus if it's possible for you to go in branch because I don't think they're in every state. So you have to check if you're in an eligible state. And if you are in an eligible state, the in branch experience is a little weird, but it's fine. I mean, it took about an hour for them to open two accounts, one for me and one for P2. But what I mean by weird is that there was only one banker and one teller in this massive 3,000 plus square foot building that was decorated entirely in their green theme colors. So there was green couches, green curtains, green tables, green pens. Even the banker wore a green cardigan. And the majority of the hour that we spent with her was really just her trying to upsell us to other Huntington products, which I wonder if that's why they make you go in branch for this account. And it wasn't like a, a super hard sell thing, like a timeshare, but it was kind of tedious. And anyways, if you're curious about how that whole experience went, I left a comment on DOC that kind of just described our experience at Huntington. But overall, the TLDR is that it was still worth the hour of time to make $600 times two, so $1,200 for a P1 and P2. So would still definitely recommend opening this account, even if you do have to go in branch. Next up, we have Laurel Road, which is a checking account that I opened previously for myself, but I just opened again for P2. She applied, approved after a few days, and I think she had to upload a driver's license. So there is a bit of manual work involved, but not too much. And this bonus was a $300 bonus for making a $2,500 deposit. So pretty easy. And from what I remember, the bonus posts pretty quickly, like within a couple weeks. And then the nice part, though, is that every month, if you keep making that $2,500 deposit, you'll get $20 for the next 12 months. So that adds up to an extra $240 if you keep doing it. So on my account, I just got the $20 posted, which was nice because all I had to do was automate a transfer from Ally to put in $2,500 and then immediately take it out. And so I'll get that set up for P2 as well, which then means each month we'll just get $40 for really not doing much work at all. But for November, it was just that $20 for my account. 
Next up, the American Express business checking account that gave 30,000 points posted for both myself and P2. And that offer is, I believe, still active as well. So if you haven't done it yet, it's super easy. You just deposit $5,000 and then keep it there for 60 days. And you do have to make another 10 transactions, but those 10 transactions can just be ACH deposits in and out. So just within the Amex business checking account, I just scheduled a few dollars to go to my Chase account five times and then scheduled them to come right back. So pretty easy way to meet those 10 transaction requirements. And I believe the bonus posted about 30 days after the 60 day time frame of where I had to maintain that $5,000. And as soon as it posted in November, I withdrew the $5,000 back out to my ally. So pretty straightforward churn for 60,000 Amex points. There's also some Juno bonuses that posted in October, actually, but I, I totally spaced and I forgot to count them in the October recap. So adding them to the November tally, but it was $100 for P2 for her signup bonus and three $100 referrals for me for referring folks. So really appreciate the folks who joined using my referral link. Sadly, they've really nerfed their referral program about a month or two ago. So now you only get JCoin for joining, which is their token, I guess. But at least they've actually added a token redemption store now where you can redeem the JCoin for things. And the only real thing you can do with it currently is 350 JCoin will get you a half a percentage boost to your interest rate. So instead of 5%, you get 5.5% for one month for 350 JCoin. So kind of meh, but I think they're also adding gift cards that you can redeem for JCoin sometime in December. So unclear what the redemption rate is yet. So I'll, I'll update next month if it ends up being any good. But for now, it's pretty useless. So overall, Juno is kind of dead, but we did get that $400 for it in October, which we're going to count in November. Finally, on the bank front, there was Upgrade, and Upgrade turned into a really big churn for us. So in November, P2's Upgrade card sign-up bonus, which was $500, posted, and that was the card where you had to sign up through Credit Karma and then make three debit transactions on your checking account. So Super easy. And P2's checking account sign-up bonus also posted for $100. And P2's swag bucks also posted. It was 10,000 swag bucks, which is about $100 for opening that checking account. So the full $700 triple stack for P2 went super smoothly and posted. And then my checking sign-up bonus for $100 posted as well, along with my $100 from swag bucks. And the checking bonus actually is just super confusing because the way it shows in your upgrade app is that it shows as a refer a friend bonus. So super confusing because just by signing up, it looks like you've referred somebody else because your tracker shows one. And for all of October, I was confused about this because I was like, where is my $100 sign up bonus? Until finally, I figured out that that's how it shows up because I called them and they're like, yeah, that's just how our system does it. There's no way even for us on the back end to differentiate one versus the other. And so it all just shows up in your referral tracker. So turns out I did end up getting my $100 signup bonus. And the whole referral thing maybe is kind of a, a mute point now because they've sort of shadow removed the whole referral program. So the referral tracker is gone now for most people. I think the only people who still see it are the ones who have pending referrals. 
But once those pending are done, that box that shows how many people you've referred is just gone. They've intentionally hidden it from the website. They've removed it. And they've also removed the link where you could generate your own referral link. So you can't generate a referral link anymore. If you've generated a referral link before, that referral link, I believe, still does work. But they've sort of just moved away from that referral program. And I'm guessing it's because there was just maybe too much interest in their referral program. And I can sort of attest to that because in November, I got another three referrals and then P2 got another eight. So we ended up getting together another $1,100 in referrals from Upgrade. So when you add all of that up, it was the $500 line of credit for P2, $200 from the checking bonus for myself and P2, plus $200 from Swagbucks from myself and P2, plus $1,100 from referrals for a total of $2,000 just from Upgrade in November. And that's on top of the, I think, what was it? 1100 Yeah, $1,100 that I received from Upgrade in October. So we're over $3,000 now just from Upgrade. But I think the gravy train has sort of ended. I think the $500 line of credit Upgrade card bonus is still around and still active. So you can still do that bonus if you haven't already. And I think Swagbucks is maybe down to $75. And of course, the referrals, if you can find someone with a referral link. But Overall, it was good while it lasted. And uh, yeah, Upgrade turned the bank bonus side of things into a, a really massive month for us in November. So tallying all the bank churns together, we've got the $750 from Huntington, $20 from Laurel Road for that monthly recurring deposit, $400 from Juno, $2,000 from Upgrade, 60,000 points from Amex for a total of $3,170 plus 60,000 Amex points in November on the bank front. Moving on to credit cards, I got $200 of cash back from Bank of America, which posted in November. And that was for a targeted offer that I got in the mail where it was just spend $1,000 and get $200 back. So super easy and always worth keeping an eye out on the mail in case you get something good like that. There was also a Capital One Venture X referral. So someone joined using my referral link. Really appreciate that because that's 25,000 points. And I typically just redeem Capital One points for travel at one cent per point. So that equates to $250 of free travel. So pretty awesome. One thing to note about the Capital One Venture X travel, though, is that you also get an annual $300 worth of travel credit that you can apply towards travel that you book through their portal. And previously, that credit would post within a few days, but recently it's taken a full two billing cycles for it to show up, which kind of threw me off. And I actually ended up calling in to try and file a ticket for my missing travel credit. And they told me to wait two billing cycles. And lo and behold, after two billing cycles, the credit actually posted. So just a heads up, if you've been using that credit is for some reason, I'm not sure if it's just me, but it is now taking way longer for that credit to post, but it does eventually post. I also opened up another Chase Inc. Unlimited because right now the offer is the highest offer they've ever had, which is $6,000 of spend gets you 90,000 Chase points, which is really good. And I think beats every other Chase offer that's around currently. And I just had one of P2's businesses refer me and I opened it under a sole proprietor and there was no issues getting approved. I think I got an instant approval. 
I did have to shift some credit lines though, because I think they only gave me a $4,000 credit line and I needed to spend $6,000. But with Chase, it's super easy to just call and have them move credit lines from one of your other business accounts over to your new business account. So fairly straightforward there. And you know, if you've already signed up with the offer before they bumped it up to 90,000 for only $6,000 of spend, you can still match that offer if you open that Chase account within the last, I think, 90 days. So I've been doing that with a couple of my Chase accounts as well. But overall, definitely recommend opening this card if you're not sure what to open next because it's also a business account and it won't show up on 524. Plus with the increased sign-up bonus, it's sort of the, the perfect recipe for earning Chase points. And uh, yeah, not sure when this offer expires, but I would probably recommend doing it soon because I don't expect it to continue forever. And especially if you're in multiplayer mode, just referring back and forth is definitely the way to go. I also have my referral links up at thedailychurnpodcast.com if you're in single player mode. Finally, on the credit card side of things, some of you may have noticed from the tracker that I was able to open the Morgan Stanley American Express Platinum card for my P2. And that was super exciting because that was one of my goals in November was to open this card. And for those of you that caught the Morgan Stanley episode that I posted about a month ago before I took it down, this is a pretty awesome card. It's 125,000 Amex points for $6,000 of spend in six months. So really easy to meet and one of the highest point to return ratios of any of the Amex cards. And from some of the data points I read, this card might even be a node lifetime limit card. So you can open and churn this Morgan Stanley card. And I think it's because it's so hard to open that they haven't really bothered implementing this churnability rule because barely anyone is opening this card. So over the last week, I've gotten some questions from folks who were interested in how I went about opening it. And honestly, I started talking about it here in this recap, but it turned into quite a lengthy thing. And so I do apologize to the folks that have been waiting for an update on the Morgan Stanley card. If you can just wait another week or two, I will post a dedicated episode on exactly how to get this Morgan Stanley card. And I think actually it's a lot smoother now than back when access investing was still a thing. So access investing has been fully deprecated, but there are now alternative methods. And I think a couple of them are as good as if not better than some of the old methods. So yeah, look out for the Morgan Stanley update episode soon. Tallying up the credit card churns, we've got the $200 of cash back from Bank of America and 25,000 Capital One VentureX points. And since I know for sure I will just be converting that 25,000 points into $250 worth of travel, I'll just count that $250 as cash now. So $450 total from credit cards in November. All right, so moving on to the second half of this episode, which is going to be about all of the Black Friday deals and discounts and freebies, which I'm really excited about. But I realize with Black Friday, it's one of those things where you either hate it or you love it. My P2, for example, hates Black Friday. All of the looking for deals and online shopping stresses are out. But for me, I love Black Friday. Black Friday is sort of like the essence of churning in my mind, where it's really like a game where you're trying to find the most optimal way to get things for the best price possible. 
And when I shop during Black Friday, I definitely just enter like a flow state of shopping and it actually becomes really enjoyable, which is super weird to my wife. And the way I tried explaining it to her was actually with that Liam Neeson quote from Taken, where he's on the phone with the hostage takers who have taken his daughter. And he's like, but what I do have are a very particular set of skills, skills I've acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. Yeah, that quote, it pretty much sums up me on Black Friday, where instead of a hostage situation, it's me trying to get my P2, a bread maker from Target, which I didn't even know was a thing until a few months ago. But what this thing is, it's a machine. You just pour in like flour, water, milk, butter. You press a button and it just literally makes a loaf of bread for you without you having to do anything. You're not even kneading the dough yourself. It just creates a fully formed loaf of bread, which is pretty awesome and mind blowing. And so I've been trying to get it. But the top tier one that like Wirecutter recommends goes for $377. Like that's the MSRP price. And during Black Friday, Amazon had it for $318 as a Black Friday special. But I mean, we can do better, right? Than just the Amazon Black Friday sales. So I found it for $283 at overstock.com. And actually, one of the ways I discovered this Black Friday for finding the best prices is really just through Google Shopping. So if you just Google the thing that you're trying to buy and you go into the shopping tab, you can find a list of all of the retailers that Google has crawled and you'll be able to sort by which retailer has the lowest price. And the advantage of going through Google is that they have the absolute latest information. So when a retailer like Overstock puts something on sale, it shows up in Google like pretty much immediately. And now you're able to see these lower prices from retailers like Overstock that you wouldn't regularly browse on. Like I never go to overstock.com to buy anything really. But in this case, Overstock had it for 283. Then Rakuten was offering all of their increased cashback offers during Black Friday. And Rakuten was doing 12% cashback on Overstock, which equates to about a $34 discount. So now the bread maker is $249. Then Chase also had a 10% offer for using one of their cards. And so that was another $25 back, which then brought the total down to $224. Then before I buy anything, I always search on Slick Deals to see historically what the best price has been on this bread maker. And it turns out on Slick Deals, like a year or two ago, there was a crazy deal where you could get it for $218, which is an amazing price, but it's kind of rare and you have to be monitoring Slick Deals to catch an offer like this. But I was able to get it for $224 after stacking all of these things. So only $6 off from the best price that's ever been posted on Slick Deals. Plus, I was going to use my new Chase Inc. card, which is the one that was giving me 90,000 Chase points for $6,000 of spend. So if you were to just to cash out that 90,000 Chase points at one cent per point as just straight statement credit, then you're getting $900 back on your $6,000 of spend, which really is like a 15% discount on $6,000 worth of spend. So it basically means you're getting an extra 15% discount at least on whatever you buy during Black Friday. And I tend to not cash it out for one cent per point. You can get a lot more when you transfer those points and spend it on travel. But as a baseline, you're getting at least a 15% discount. So 
another 15% off of that $224. So overall, it ended up being under $200 for this bread maker that sells for $377 when you buy it retail. So absolutely amazing deal. And that whole process is something I do for everything I buy during Black Friday. And it's the reason why my wife hates Black Friday shopping, because if she doesn't do all of those steps, I get upset because I'm like, no, you could have gotten a better deal. And I think that stresses her out. So she doesn't want to shop on Black Friday anymore. Whereas I'm just like, you know, I start shopping at 8 a.m. and keep going straight until like 10 p.m. So like 14 hours of online shopping. And by the time I'm done, it very much is like the Liam Neeson movie where he's killed like 500 people. And you're like, aren't you burnt out from killing people? And yes, I'm 100% burnt out, but you know, a good night's sleep and I'm ready to go again the next day. So that's sort of my, my Black Friday process in a nutshell. And maybe next year before Black Friday, I'll just do an episode where I kind of run through exactly how to execute and replicate this shopping process um, so that you can do it yourself for Black Friday or other shopping events. And it really is quite useful because we usually spend a few thousand dollars during Black Friday. Like we save up all of the purchases that we want to make during the year and we wait. Like we keep a list in Google Keep that goes off during Black Friday for all the big purchases that we want to buy. It's basically our early Christmas. And the goal every Black Friday is to pay less than half of what we would pay if we bought that same item during other times of the year. So it really is a good strategy to save a lot of money. And especially because we're doing the whole fire thing, saving a few thousand dollars really does make a big difference. But I think we're also just at a point now with, you know, late stage capitalism that Black Friday really runs from November 15th. Like I saw deals claiming Black Friday on November 15th all the way through after New Year's. So you've got about a full month and a half, two months worth of crazy deal shopping. And so, yeah, I'll cover some of the discounts that I got during Black Friday, and many of them are still active. So if you want to get in on them, it's not too late. And some of them might and probably will crop back up again in the next few weeks. So starting with freebies and discounts, now that we have that Morgan Stanley Amex Platinum card, we also get that $50 worth of Saks Fifth Avenue credit every six months. And Saks during Black Friday was also offering a $75 gift card if you spend $150. So essentially, you get $225 worth of Saks dollars by spending $150 there. And during Black Friday, Rakuten had also bumped up the cash back to 16%. So that $150 that you spend, you get $25 worth of cash back on. So you really only spend $125 to get $225 worth of Saks stuff. Then when you add in that $50 of credit from the Amex Platinum, you only actually spend $75. So spending $75 for $225 worth of stuff is a pretty amazing deal. And we just ended up buying a bunch of like stocking stuffers and they sell these fancy advent calendars for like $40, $50. Overall, just stuff that I would never buy usually. So I don't think I'm going to count this discount in the final monthly tally because I would just never shop at Saks otherwise if it wasn't for all these deals. But it is still a really good deal. There was also a bunch of streaming service deals that you might have seen posted on Doctor of Credit or Slick Deals. There was Peacock for $1 a month for 12 months. Hulu was also doing $2 a month for 12 months for their ad plan. And then you can add Disney Plus 
for an extra $3 a month. And the Disney Plus is the no ad plan. So ends up being $5 total for Hulu with ads and Disney with no ads, which is an amazing deal because if you just buy Disney with no ads, I think it's like six or seven or $8 a month. So this is only $5 a month. We ended up doing the Peacock deal, but not the Hulu one because with Hulu, you can get Hulu ad free for $15 a month. And because we now have this Morgan Stanley Amex Platinum, which comes with $20 of entertainment credit each month, we had to spend that $20 somewhere anyway. So just spending it towards ad-free Hulu did make sense. And that $20 entertainment credit, I think, covers things like Disney+, Plus, Peacock, and Hulu. So it's kind of a limited range. So it wasn't like we could just use it and spend it on Netflix. Again, I probably won't count this in the final tally just because we probably wouldn't sign up for Peacock and Hulu if we didn't have that entertainment credit. My P2 also got approved for the Target red card, which is a debit card that you can open. And the benefit of opening that is that they send you a coupon where you get $40 to use in-store and $40 to use online. So it's literally worth $80 of free Target money. And you can churn this every three months. So I opened it back in October. I just opened one for P2 because she initially got denied because we both tried opening our red card on the same day on the same IP address. And apparently Target just flags that and denies the second application. So I waited a few weeks and then opened it for P2. And it went through totally fine. You know, they didn't request additional documents, no additional verification. And we got the coupon and used it towards some Black Friday stuff. And on top of that, during Black Friday, I think Rakuten was offering another 10% back at Target, which made it worth even more. But for now, we'll just count that as $80 of free Target money that we got in November. Sort of on the topic of these Rakuten discounts, there were just so many good Rakuten increased offers that I won't count because there were just so many of them that it applied to pretty much everything we bought during Black Friday. And it really did save us a lot of money. And, you know, likely, I think we'll see another round of increased cashback probably for the next holiday. So around Christmas or even the day after Christmas. So Boxing Day for the, the Brits out there. But yeah, hopefully they'll, they'll bump things up again around that time when there's going to be more sales again. So I won't count all of the Rakuten discounts themselves, but I will count uh, a couple of Rakuten referrals that I got in November. So I ended up getting two and they were both for the increased offer of $40 because I think they bumped it up for the holidays. So really appreciate the two of you that signed up using my referral link. And if you haven't used Rakuten and you don't have the extension installed on your browser, highly recommend just having that. If there's one browser extension that you should have active out of all of these shopping portals, it is Rakuten. It is by far the nicest one to use and their payouts are the most consistent and fast out of all of the various cashback sites. And I have it on my list of future episode ideas to do an episode on just all of these various browser extensions and just kind of comparing them and which ones give you the best cashback and which ones are smooth and which ones are kind of scammy and which ones to avoid. Um, but for now, if there's only one extension to get, it is the Rakuten one. Although I did discover uh, a new extension over Black Friday that I saw people recommending on Slick Deals, which I'm sure a lot of you guys have this already, but Camel Camel Camel, which is a, uh, a price monitoring just for Amazon. So it will tell you for a specific Amazon product what the price history has been at Amazon and at other retailers. So you can see if it's the best price or not and also set up alerts 
for when Amazon drops the price on certain things. And this is particularly useful for things that go on sale on a pretty consistent basis. For example, TurboTax. So Amazon pretty consistently sometime in December will lower TurboTax prices to the best price of the year. So during Black Friday, Amazon already did lower TurboTax, I think deluxe to like half the price that it usually is. But I needed TurboTax home and business. And it seems that home and business usually gets lowered on the day after Christmas. But you can set up camel, camel, camel alerts to tell you when Amazon lowers that TurboTax price so that you can then buy it at that point. So I'm still exploring the whole camel, camel, camel alerts thing, but I'm pretty optimistic about it. And hopefully it's going to alert me when TurboTax home and business drops in price down to, I think, 40 or $50 versus their usual $80, $85. But of course, you can use that extension for anything on Amazon, not just tax software. So yeah, check it out if you haven't used it before. I've only heard good things about it and it's free to use. On the topic of Amazon, I was also able to use that Amex offer where you spend one Amex point on Amazon and Amazon will give you a discount from anywhere of $15 to as much as $80. So for P2's account, one Amex point got her a $60 discount. And then for my Amazon account, one Amex point got me a $15 discount. And I think this is worth mentioning because we had just gotten that discount like a month or two ago. So the same offer was refreshed. So even if you've used this one Amex point thing before, like a month or two ago, it's worth checking again to see if you've been retargeted for it because they targeted us during Prime Day, but then they retargeted us again during Black Friday. And so it really is just free money from Amazon. And Chase was also doing something similar where using 100 Chase points on Amazon will get you $10 off of $20. So 50% off up to $10. And I got that for both myself and P2. And if you're wondering why both P2 and I have separate Amazon accounts, the answer is we, we sort of don't. Only one of us keeps Prime, but you do need Prime in order to activate these one Amex point, 100 Chase point type of offers. And so what I did was I just signed up for Prime and they were offering a 30-day free Prime trial, which is perfect for the holidays in order to get these discounts. So usually just my wife has Prime and we buy everything through her account. So we're not paying for Prime twice. But if you want to activate these offers, it's worth just signing up for that 30-day Prime trial so that you can get these offers and get discounts and then just turn off auto renew so that Prime auto cancels after the 30 days. So I'm going to count all of these Amazon discounts in the tally because discounts on Amazon is really is just as good as cash. And I was able to get $60 on P2's account for one Amex point, $15 on my account for one Amex point, then the $10 on both of our accounts from using 100 Chase points for a total of $95 of free money on Amazon in November. Finally, on the discounts front, there is one that I did want to mention because I've not seen this really posted anywhere, which is that Wayfair actually has a 10% coupon, which stacks with any of the sales that Wayfair is running. So if you're not familiar with Wayfair, it's sort of a, a cheap place to buy furniture. They're usually nicer than Ikea, but not as nice as West Elm. But the prices are really, really good. They're sort of like the the H&M of furniture. And if you Google like Wayfair coupons, nothing really ever comes up for Wayfair coupons. They just put things on sale. They don't really do coupons. 
But there is a way to get 10% off at Wayfair every time. And I'm not sure how I found this originally, but there's a deal site that posted a link where you can trigger the Wayfair 10% pop-up, where if you put in a new email address, they'll send you a coupon for 10%. And it only works if you use a new email, so only for new accounts. And what's interesting is that you can't really trigger this 10% from Wayfair.com directly. Like you have to use this link that was posted on this site to trigger this 10% pop-up. So I'll post the link to this in the show notes, but it's a pretty easy way to save an extra 10% on furniture. And we probably spent like $1,000 on furniture at Wayfair during Black Friday. So the extra 10% really helped. You can also add your business EIN number on Wayfair and sometimes you'll see some extra business pricing discounts. You can't just put in a fake number for the EIN. They somehow do have like a a verification system to make sure you're putting in a real EIN. But if you have an EIN, that's another way to get some additional Wayfair discounts. Other than that, there are just some uh, random little things like Starbucks was giving an extra $5 free when you reload $25 to your Starbucks account. There was also uh, $1 Peloton glass water bottles. If you sign up using your email, they'll send you a coupon for a $1 Peloton water bottle that's made of glass. So actually a pretty nice water bottle. I haven't received those coupons yet, but I did get an email from Peloton saying like, hey, we're working on it. You should receive the coupon in the next week or two. So usually they sell that water bottle for $17. But with the coupon, you'll be able to get it for $1. And I just signed up for that email with like six of my emails. So hopefully I'll get six of those coupons. And I'm not sure what I'll do with six Peloton water bottles, but maybe I'll just give them away on the podcast. But yeah, those are some of the random things. And I guess in terms of counting it for the tally, I'll just count the $5 free that I got from Starbucks. So tallying up all of the freebies and the discounts, we've got the $80 of free Target money, $80 from Rakuten from two referrals, $95 of free Amazon money and $5 free at Starbucks for a total of $260 in freebies in November. Moving right on to meal kits, there were a lot of good Rakuten offers on meal kits for new signups, but the thing we were more interested in were all of the amazing reactivation offers that the meal kit companies were sending out because those are great for those of us that are ineligible for things like referrals or cashback portals because we've already signed up for these meal kits in the past. You're not going to be able to get those new subscriber offers, but the reactivation offers are specifically if you've canceled in the past, which applies to myself and P2 for pretty much every meal kit company. And they were throwing out some really good offers. Like we're pretty much set on all of our meals now until early January. So every week we've got different meal kits coming in. And that's pretty much all of our dinners planned for the next month and a half. So breaking it all down, there was HelloFresh that was offering a 58% discount on the next box when you rejoin. And so when they do a discount like that, the play is always to just load up on as many meals on that first box as they'll let you do, which for HelloFresh is up to six meals. And so we were able to get six meals for $46. And I did that for both myself and P2 because it's a really good deal. It ends up being like $7.50 for a dinner for two for food that we enjoy cooking and we enjoy eating. Like they have some really good recipes. HelloFresh is definitely one of our favorite meal kit companies. There was also Blue Apron doing their comeback offer. And their one was $40 off of the next box plus free shipping. 
And so because it's not percentage based, you just want to get the minimum number of meals that will get you that $40 back. In the case of Blue Apron, you can get two meals for $8 after you factor in that $40 discount. So ended up doing that for both myself and P2 because you end up getting one dinner for two for $4. So a really, really crazy price. Then there was Green Chef, which I just literally signed up for this morning. And during Black Friday, their comeback deal wasn't that great. It was kind of stuck at 55% to 58% off of the first box. And you still had to pay $10 for shipping. But this morning, like an hour ago, literally, they sent out an email for Cyber Week where if you rejoin, you get 60% off of the next box and you get free shipping. And so if you load as many meals as you can with Green Chef and their max is four meals in a box, it ends up being $41 for four meals. So a little pricier, but Chase actually has 15% off of Green Chef right now. So that ends up being another $6 off. So you end up paying $35 for that box of four meals instead of it costing, I think, $114, which is how much it would cost if you paid full price. And so at $35, it ends up being $9 a meal for two, which is still a pretty good price. I mean, Green Chef tends to be a little pricier, but we find it to be worth it because their portion sizes are bigger, like it's a higher calorie count. And they do a really, really good job of making their recipes really tasty, especially if you like vegan food, because they've got some vegan recipes that, in my opinion, taste better than some non-vegan recipes. So really good option. And I ended up doing it just for me instead of reactivating it for P2 as well, simply because we have too many meal kits coming. Like they only let you schedule out meal kits for the next five or six weeks. And we have something coming every week. And so we didn't have any more space to accommodate more meal kits. But discounts wise, I probably won't count all of these deals just because we wouldn't ever pay full price for any of these meal kits. But, you know, we did get a lot of great discounts on them. Also, just a quick shout out to Katie for posting those HelloFresh referral codes on last month's recap. Hopefully some of you guys were able to use it and, and get a free HelloFresh box. Finally, on this bumper recap episode, we have cell phones. I said we're going to cover all the things. We're going to cover all of the things. And I know a lot of folks have been interested in churning cell phones ever since I posted those churning iPhones and churning SIM cards episodes last year. But sadly, this year, it wasn't that great for iPhones. The best offer, I think, was just that visible $300 gift card when you buy one of their iPhones. For example, you could buy the iPhone SE, the latest iPhone SE, for $329 and get a $300 visible gift card. So to do that offer, you do need to port in a number, but you can buy like a dollar number from Boost or Ting, which is eligible for porting. And so you could port in that $1 burner number and then also use Rakuten, which was giving like $45 for signing up with Visible. And that kind of helps offset the Visible monthly service fee because to get that $300 Visible gift card, you have to keep Visible active for three months of service. So if you join using someone's referral link, you'll get the first month for $5. So then you only have to pay like $25 or $30 for the next two months. But then the Rakuten thing kind of offsets it. And so the service fees essentially end up kind of zeroing out. Then the way to sort of make money from this is that you can sell that iPhone SE on Swappa 
for I think the lowest price I've seen is $250 for an unlocked one, which is what yours will be after three months. And so you end up getting around $220 or $230 after fees and shipping, which means it ends up costing you about $100 to buy that iPhone for $330 and then sell it for $230. So you lose $100. But Visible gives you a $300 gift card, which you can redeem, I think, at places like Amazon. So basically as good as cash. So that $300 offsets the $100 that it costs you to do this. So you end up making about $200 per phone. So I did think about just buying like three or four of these iPhone SEs and reselling and then getting the gift cards and making about $200 per phone. So I'd end up making maybe six to $800 from churning these iPhone SEs. But ultimately, I decided it just wasn't quite worth the effort because you have to like buy these burner numbers, port the numbers in, and then you got to list the items on Swappa, which means you have to like take pictures of the items and then you have to ship the item. And you know, it just ends up being a lot of time and effort. And honestly, I would probably rather just do a bank bonus churn that's going to make me $600 to $800 like those Huntington offers than resell three or four of these iPhone SEs. But it is a pretty viable churn and it is a fairly straightforward way of making money. And I think that visible offer, the $300 gift card thing, is still active. So you can very easily do this right now if you wanted to. An alternative method is you could actually just buy the iPhone 14 Pro from Visible. And the benefit of doing that is if you're trying to hit minimum spend, you're spending more money to buy these iPhone 14s. And they should make about the same amount of money on Swappa as the iPhone SE. So there's a little bit more risk involved, I guess, because you're putting more money up front. But the benefit is you're hitting minimum spend with that money. So kind of the, the pros and cons there. Walmart also was and I think still is doing a $300 gift card on new iPhone 14s. And with Walmart, though, you do have to activate it with AT&T or Verizon. And those monthly plans are a lot more expensive than visible. But it's not a terrible deal if you just actually wanted an iPhone 14 at a discount with one of those cell service providers. But for the purposes of churning and reselling, it's not as good as just doing it through Visible. So sadly, things weren't as good this Black Friday on the iPhone front, but there were a couple of decent deals on Android phones, if that's your preference. So Mint actually has a pretty decent one that's still alive, which is that you could buy the Google Pixel 7 Pro for $400 off. So you end up getting it for $499 instead of, I think, $899. Plus with Mint, they're giving you six months of free service when you prepay for six months. So you essentially get 12 months for the price of six months. And you do have to buy one of those 12 month plans but you can get like the four gigabyte plan. You get four gigabytes of data per month for just $90 for the year. Or if you need more data, I think you can get 10 gigabytes per month for $120 for the entire year. And so if you do the cheaper one, you get the phone for $499 and then you get the four gigabyte plan for $90. So it ends up being $589 total for the phone plus one year of mint four gigabyte service. Plus, if you activate the Rakuten thing, I think you get another $10 back. And then if you join Mint using a referral link, you get another $15 of bill credits. But the main appeal here, though, is that the phone that they ship you is fully unlocked immediately. So you don't even have to open the box and activate service. You just get a phone that's entirely unlocked 
And the nice part with that is that you can sell it sealed on Swappa as a mint condition phone because the requirement for a mint condition phone is that it's fully sealed in its packaging. And usually with things like Visible, you have to open the packaging and you have to activate the SIM card. In this case, they sell it to you fully unlocked and it's sealed. And so a sealed Google Pixel 7 Pro on Swappa right now is getting at least $650. So remember, you only paid $589 for the phone and one year of service, but you can then resell it for $650. Once you take into account like fees and shipping, you probably get like $600 back. And so it's a pretty small money maker in that sense. But the main benefit though, is that you're essentially getting a year of mint service now for free. Because that one year of mint service, the SIM card, you can activate on any phone. Or if you want to, you could just resell that SIM card that has a year of mint service for like 100 bucks. So that was definitely one option I was considering because it essentially gets us a free year of self-service once we resell that phone. And a free year of self-service is always nice because we tend to port to different promos and different carriers about every six months to 12 months anyway. But ultimately, like the visible offer, I just ended up feeling too kind of lazy and burnt out from doing the Swappa stuff last year that I was like, I'm going to take a break from Swappa. Because with Swappa, other than the shipping and all that, you've also got to answer people's questions on there when they ask you stuff about the phone. It's a whole thing. And I just like, you know, $100 isn't really worth it for me to do that. And so I ended up doing an alternative deal with Mint, which actually comes around pretty consistently every year. And so we just did it. And so I just did it for myself and I'm about to do it for my P2, which is just for their self-service, they're offering three months free when you pay for three months. So essentially you get six months of Mint service for the price of three months. And that deal is ongoing. It's part of their Cyber Week deal. They'll probably extend it as well. So it could be around for a while. I think they started it back in the beginning of November. And so for us, the plan I ended up signing up for was just $15 a month for four gigabytes of data because we don't use that much data. But if you need more data, they also have 10 gigabytes a month for $20 or 15 gigabytes for $25 or unlimited for $30. So there's all kinds of ranges. And Mint, you know, they use T-Mobile and it works pretty well in our area. And so, yeah, $15 a month for four gigs, you only pay for three months and then you get three months free. So essentially, you only pay that $15 three times. So $45 total for six months of Mint service at the four gigabyte tier, which if you divide that out, ends up being about $8 a month for six months for self-service, which is a pretty good deal. It's pretty hard to beat that. The only thing that's kind of annoying with Mint is when you buy on their website, they charge you this $10 BS like recovery fee to help offset their taxes or something. So it actually ends up costing more to buy Mint directly. Whereas if you buy these Mint SIM cards from Best Buy or Target, they don't charge this $10 recovery fee. However, Rakuten is giving you $10 back through Mint. So it kind of ends up being a wash. Plus, if you do buy it directly with Mint online, you can opt to get an eSIM instead of a physical SIM card, which means you're able to activate it immediately and set up your phone. In our case, we ported it over from Visible using the Mint eSIM. The whole thing took literally under two minutes to transfer our number from Visible to Mint. Like I was fully activated and able to use Mint 
within two minutes of entering my transfer info. So I know the whole porting thing kind of scares people off sometimes. It's like, why would you switch to a different carrier every six months? Isn't that a lot of work? My counter argument to that is if you're doing churning, porting cell phone numbers is probably one of the easiest things you can do because they've made it so easy now to port your number between different carriers. The other benefit of doing it all online at mintmobile.com versus buying the SIM card at Target, other than the whole eSIM thing, is that you're able to use a referral link, which only works if you do it online at the Mint website. And so the benefit of the referral is that you get a $15 credit towards future Mint renewals. And it works out even better, actually, if you have a P2 that you can refer because the person referring actually gets a $45 credit which can help pay for like three months of Mint service. So if you have a P2 and you're both down to switch over, I would just grab a referral link from someone. In my case, I just grabbed it from Reddit, but I'll share my link as well on the dailychurnpodcast.com if you're interested in switching over. But grab one of those referral links, sign up for yourself, then refer a P2 so that you get that extra $45 credit. So all in all, really good deal. And probably six months from now, we'll just switch over to another promo, maybe at Cricket or maybe even back to Visible if they're offering a good bring your own device promo, which they often do. But for the purposes of the November tally, I I won't count any of the mint discounts just because we usually end up getting pretty cheap cell service from somewhere, but figured I'd cover it here anyway, just in case someone less lazy than me wanted to churn some cell phones or wanted to give cheaper cell service a try. But otherwise, we're going to wrap up with the final tally. So counting the churning things from the bank side, we've got that $3,170 from Huntington, Laurel, Juno, Upgrade, as well as 60,000 points from Amex. Then we've got $450 from credit cards, thanks to Bank of America and Capital One. Then for Black Friday, freebies and discounts, we've got $260 worth from Target, Rakuten, Amazon, and Starbucks. Tons of cheap meal kits, but I won't count those here just because we wouldn't pay full price anyway. Same with cell phones, super cheap cell service, but I I won't count that here. So just totaling up the banks, credit cards, and freebies only, we've got $3,880 plus 60,000 points from Amex, which are worth at least $600, but I usually use those for travel. Pretty happy with that. Way beats my $1,000 a month target and, you know, really, really successful Black Friday on top of that too. All right, everyone, that's it for this mega recap episode. If you've stuck it out till the end, claps to you. I know this was kind of a a longer episode, but hopefully some of these deals were interesting. And if you want to try them out yourself, as always, you can find links to everything on the dailychurnpodcast.com. There's show notes there as well as the tracker, which has some more detailed notes and data points on all of these churns. Otherwise, I will catch you all next time for the Morgan Stanley update episode. And at the end of the year, I'm going to do a big roundup episode of all the things that I churned this year with the tally of all the accounts that were opened and all the bonuses that posted and how much money I made. So that should be a pretty good one to look forward to. So yeah, happy holidays, everyone. I'll catch you all next time. Thanks for tuning in. See ya.